Hello friends, welcome back, Um, it's Easter Sunday, I really, I pray that your families are well, that you're okay, that this past week and the last, um, you know, just the last couple of weeks have been, um, have been okay for you, that your family is safe, that you're okay, that God has ministered to you in some way or another, um, and that we're, you know, that our trust is being strengthened in Him, our faith is being um, solidified as all the things that previously held us up um, by way of just false and empty pillars um, have been stripped away one by one. Um, So, this being Easter Sunday, I just want to share a poem. I'm not a good poet. I always have the sense that if something is a good poem, then it needs to have accompanying music, in which case it should be a song. (laughs) So, um, but even then, sometimes some poems... um, stand out and are are worth sharing so um this easter sunday i am reading a poetic um version of a story that you know uh very well so um let me just start beholding the heavens i now understand god measures them all With the breath of his hand, he fashioned the trillions of stars in the sky. The sun and the moon he established on high. All heaven and earth, which he made in six days, shows daily and nightly his merit of praise. So wondrously caring is God every day, creating, sustaining my life every way. Each breath I intake every beat of my heart, all pleasures well tasted are his to impart. Indeed, for such blessings, he should be adorned and honored supremely as eminent Lord. In fact, for this purpose, he brought me to be that I might his glory and kindliness see and cherish him fully in all of my days, obeying with pleasure whatever he says, fulfilling the calling he laid upon me to show forth his glory deliberately. Yet I could not fail God, much worse than I've done, ignoring his glory, for mine I have run. I have spurned a life under his wisdom and care, begrudged him the throne and pretended me there. A prideful and lust-laden path I have trod, transgressing all ten great commandments of God. My foolish rebellion gives God every right to damn me with haste to the miserable plight of terrible judgments in his lake of fire, where wrath is most fear and will never expire. With wickedest sinners, I truly should know the worst of hell's fury for failing God's soul. 
So this is my status and these are my flaws apart from Jesus Christ and his saving cause. I carry sin's guilt and I'm gripped by sin's power, held fast to its various lusts every hour, deserving of flames both within and without, and sliding towards hell, I toss all about. To reprobate even to play a small part in clearing my record or changing my heart, to pacify wrath and be worthy of grace, to make myself lovely and win God's embrace, completely condemned by God's law in its whole, I have nothing to offer to ransom my soul. But wonders of wonders, so great to behold, my God chose to save me with methods so bold, What I could not render, God fully has done, and in doing, he rendered it all through his Son. He sent Christ to die on the cross for my sin, to suffer my anguish, to pardon, to win. Amazing it is when I stop to regard that God would consent and anguish so hard, surrendering his Son unto mayhem and death, to torturous writhing till his final breath. Why does God forsake me? Alone Jesus cried, yet God left him hanging until he had died. That Jesus was willing his life to lay down, be scorched and insulted, to wear a thorny crown, for one such as I who had spited God so, amazes and blesses and makes me to know that a greater lover is no man than he who laid down his life for a sinner like me. Now after Christ died, he was placed in a tomb, which first was a grave, then served as a womb, travailing and quaking the day he was raised and brought forth by God to be handled and praised. The firstborn from death, on that day, emerged he with power to save to the utmost degree. At God's own right hand, Christ now reigns from on high, a friend in high places to sinners who cry. To him for forgiveness, their evils confessed. He gives them a pardon and makes them blessed. As, a, as prince, he is savior to all who believe who come to him humbly, his grace to receive. Now the poem goes on, uh, but I'll stop it there. Um, That's a poetic version of the gospel. It's found in a gospel primer by Milton Vincent. It's a reminder um, of various facets of the gospel, um, appropriate not just for people who... um, are needing to come to Christ but also for those who believe and need daily nourishment from the gospel so um, it's been a great encouragement um, gift rather than one of the resources from our biblical counseling um, so that um, has been encouraging um, it's been one of those things that I feel have um, greatly um, 
enabled my soul not to completely despair even though these days are not easy they're they're difficult um sometimes i feel really overrun by housework and by demands from work and just the sense that i really want to go out or um you know just feeling really boxed in and discouraged and um you know just sad because we're away from family um but you know and 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 every family i think at this time is going through various degrees of um just difficulties uh i heard a sermon or it was a, like a small segment from john piper about um you know there's a there's a heavy there's a there's a heaviness there's a weightiness to um this period of course there's a solemnness uh but there's also and we must you know ask god for um communion with him so that we can also experience the sweetness of um intimate fellowship with him um even with our families uh, you know coming together uh a time of of just approaching god's throne and a time to draw near and so even in the difficulties and as they mount you know so i feel like with time it is not yet at the point where things get better it's the foreboding is 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 um is tough to deal with the sense that you know um that it it feels like um there's an encroachment that it's coming closer that it's becoming more serious that um we have not yet seen the, f- the fullness of what this moment actually means and and that's definitely scary um the uncertainty of it all but again as those things that we trusted in are stripped away one by one when we are left alone with only uh trust in god we realize that that was sufficient all along it was all that we needed that he is all that we need to sustain us to encourage us to keep us whole and no matter how bad things get and this is what i've been reading from job um he had been asking and grieving i think more than what he he was sad obviously by all the things that had happened to him but um in job 20 29 um he says begins the chapter by saying that um he longs for the days that god watched over him that his lamp was on his head and that it guided him through the darkness um i was just reminded that so we have the benefit of as i um he has a benefit we have the benefit of job chapter 1 and having seen the conversation where god um you know 
holds up job as one who is blameless and who can be tested um, because his testimony would withstand even the most difficult of situations so we know that part the job wasn't there at that time and he i think of all the things that he felt most um aggrieved by and agonized by in in his entire plight was the sense of a lack of communion with god that he um who walked so intimately with god felt um that he was um essentially you know being put under a bitter providence um and that he was being dealt with as if he was a wicked man although he was not and it was like the sense of um you know just god why would you do this to me um i don't understand but even more so where are you can i would like to present my case to you and so um that's a lot of what job talks about in previous chapters um but he doesn't his spirit does not cave in he insists on communing or bringing himself to god even when he feels unheard so when he says in chapter 29 that um he longs for the days that god watched over his head i was reminded that these are those days for me job longed for several things um critical things he longed for an advocate a redeemer someone who would stand in his place before god because he knew he stood no chance um in pleading his case of innocence before him um he longed for that and i have that we have that we have christ who stands in our place as our redeemer who pleads our case before the father um those things that we are wrongly accused of and those things that we are rightly accused of and those that we are rightly accused of are many so job longed for that job longed for a hearing before god he longed for just judgment but um this sense that you know he wanted god to watch he he longed for those days of when god watched over him i just was reminded that these are those days that god is watching over me and these are the days that his lamp is on my head and he's on yours and by his light we are walking through the darkness we don't need to grieve that of all the things that we're um downcast about in terms of you know things of are not um we're grieving this like loss of normalcy we don't need to grieve um departure or being cast away or being um unseen or unheard um by god he says um you know all oh, for the days when i was in my prime this is in verse 4 when god's intimate friendship blessed my house this is the time for us to long for that to also be our present this these should be i think the days that we you know long and um you know pursue god's intimate fellowship and that it will bless our home it'll bless our our home yeah our homes may they be filled with um that fellowship and walk with god 
through the difficult times, the even more difficult times, um, all for the, you know, the, the lifting up of our spirits to God. Um, I'll stop there because today is Easter Sunday and, you know, everybody's got to go and um, get ready for the online services, how things have changed. Um, and uh, do breakfast and all of the things that have to be done. But I really do hope you're well. I, I, I pray that um, God will continue to sustain us and to remind us of the things that, though everything else is stripped away, we, um, the things that remain, that endure for eternity. And um, may we fix our eyes on those things because you know the odds or the things that we can trust in the um, um, kind of hopes we can have in health insurance or hospitals or government will do its job I think if you live in this part of the world in East Africa you know those things we just cannot rely on those things at all Um, and if that completely washes away our um, if by if we eliminate all of those things and we have nothing else to hold on to, what a desperate situation that would be. How devastating that is. But that we are not relying only on that. Um, that we have a hope and that is in Christ and that we have the possibility for communion with him to draw near to him at this time and to trust in him for his providence and for um, you know just for an understanding that in in all things that he will work together his purposes for good I think that's that's a solid foundation to stand on even in these uncertain a friend said surreal times um yeah, have a great Easter Sunday or whenever you listen to this. I hope you will have had a, a really blessed time in God's presence.